A good amount of Flyville 24 talk on today's episode of the show. Despite the rankings, we're going to talk about why Louisville getting a commitment from Jathan Hatch is a notable recruiting victory for the Cardinals. We'll also talk about Louisville making the top three for four-star defensive lineman Xavier Porter and more. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university and various sports. I want to take this time to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for tuning in every day for all the everydayers. It is much appreciated. Just know that the show is still free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned, a lot of Flyville 24 talk on today's episode of the show. Louisville Cardinals receiving another commitment this time from 2024 safety Jathan Hatch. We'll talk about despite his low rankings in the recruiting services, it's still a notable recruiting victory for the Louisville Cardinals getting a commitment from Hatch. We will also discuss Louisville making the top three, final three for four-star edge rusher Xavier Porter. We'll talk about Louisville's chances to land the standout of the Sunshine State and then to conclude the show, we will dive into a weekly mailbag segment. So a lot of football talk, beginning with another commitment for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, obviously, we talked about this past weekend was a pretty significant official visit list. And it turned out to be pretty serious. Now, I mentioned, and this is something that probably should go without saying, but I still want to remind you that if Louisville brings a recruit on campus the staff feels like they have a solid shot at landing said prospect. Well, of the 12 uh, official visitors this past weekend, six of them were already committed and two have joined the Flyville 24 class. We talked about Fred Johnson, the offensive lineman from Cleveland. Now there is another commitment, this time from Mississippi safety, Jathan Hatch. Hatch is a guy that is not highly rated, but Louisville fans, I understand that this sort of gets tossed around a lot, this notion that every player that commits to Louisville is underrated. I'm not saying that. However, what I will tell you in this respective instance, do not let rankings fool you. Despite the low rankings that Hatch possesses in the 24-7 sports composite, all of the rankings, do not let it fool you. This is a notable recruiting victory for the Louisville Cardinals and for a couple different reasons. You look at the film, you look at the offer sheet, and you look at the timeline. Um, looking at um, you know, Hatch's recruiting profile, he doesn't have a 24-7 sports composite ranking. He's rated as a three-star according to 24-7 sports, the 118th best safety and 29th best player in the state of Mississippi. What I will tell you is that I don't believe this ranking. Now, something to note is that a lot of times rankings this early in a cycle, sort of not the most reliable rankings to go on, right? Um, you know, there's still opportunity for players to rise up recruiting rankings and respectively fall down the recruiting rankings. But looking at Hatch's recruitment, 
this is a player that is going to rise up rankings pretty significantly, in my opinion. Let's look at the offer sheet first. This is, in my opinion, one of the telltale signs of recruiting, especially when rankings come about. We talked to Brian Smith on yesterday's episode of the show, and we talked about Louisville's national perception in terms of recruiting and with Jeff Brom at the helm. And Brian Smith pretty much admitted what we all thought in that sometimes these rankings aren't necessarily more so based upon level of play on the field, but it also takes into account the program that you uh, commit to, the head coach you're going to play for, who you know. Um, you know, Certain recruiting sites have certain biases, and this is nothing new to Louisville fans. This is nothing new to college football fans. But Jathan Hatch, not ranked. But he is a player that I predict that is going to be ranked in the next cycle. He's going to rise up rankings pretty significantly because of the offer sheet. Over the past two months, his recruiting has absolutely taken off. And that's not a new phenomenon. There are players all over the country that uh, schools are starting to become more familiar with. Uh, players whose stocks are rising substantially. They're going through the roof um, as schools start to turn their full attention to the 2024 class. It seems like maybe that process was delayed a little bit because of schools' attention to the transfer portal and trying to fill out their roster for the upcoming season because, like I said, this is uncharted territory for college football programs, right? I mean, they're having to essentially um, you know, turn over their roster year in, year out, one-time transfer rules, so on and so forth. I don't mean to go down that rabbit hole, but very, um, very appropriate correlation here, I think, why you're starting to see players' recruitments start to blow up. Over the past couple months, he's gotten a lot of solid offers. Um, let's see, Mississippi, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Louisville. Um, he now has 19 offers in his... Um, recruiting profile um i do think that you know with the hometown schools coming about um you know mississippi being right there mississippi state is also keeping tabs this is a school that you have to watch for because corinth mississippi is not that far away from starkville i expect mississippi state is already keeping tabs and they're going to continue to do so throughout the um you know, remainder of the recruiting cycle as we near toward signing day. I will say that I do think that Hatch is a player that ends up probably a mid-three-star. I think it's a notable recruiting victory. I'm not jumping on here and saying Louisville's landed, uh, you know, a mid-four-star level player. I don't necessarily know that Hatch's recruitment is going to rise up that much. I will tell you, however, that it seems like this is another case of Louisville trying to be proactive and get ahead of the curve and try to combat other schools hopping into the mix by prioritizing him early and having that advantage as his stock is likely going to rise in the summer. It's likely going to um, you know continue to take off. You're going to see him add more offers. I mean, just the past couple months, you're starting to see teams come around. Um, I'm looking at the recruiting profile for Hatch and – I mean, Cincinnati offered back in April. Kentucky offered less than a month later. Um, Mississippi is another program. Well, they offered back in February, but that kind of started the offer. Southern Miss Tulane. I would expect his recruitment to continue 
to um, you know soar higher and higher. I think a mid mid level three star ranking is probably a, a pretty solid bet as to where he ends up. Um, but very intriguing prospect, two sport athlete, very very good basketball player, but also plays, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Jathan Hatch also plays on the offensive side of the ball for his high school, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be completely wrong, but I thought I saw on his huddle that he played um, on the offensive side of the ball as well. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I should have already had this, um, should have already had this talked about, but... Nonetheless, let's see. Yeah, I, I think that there is the – because I'm looking at his huddle and it literally has a, like a receiving core or receiving stat line on there. So, yeah, I mean, he is an offensive player as well. I think that the ball skills there translates well for being a defensive back and not to mention solid size for a safety. You know, six foot two, 190 pounds. Louisville seems to be going after the taller defensive backs. Um, I like the speed that he possesses, not only straight line speed, but also change of direction speed for his ability to uh, stop on a dime and, and, you know, be able to trail with opposing wide receivers, the ability to go out there and um, win the 50-50 jump balls against pretty athletic um, wide receivers as well. But I do think that athleticism is one of the aspects that, I think is going to be something to look for uh, at the next level. I think that's why it um, allows for him to project at a high level in college. Um, but one thing to focus on, this is going to be a battle up until signing day. Um, Mississippi State right down the road. Um, he is a legacy recruit from Mississippi. Uh, I think granddad played for Mississippi. Um, so he has family that has played in Oxford. But whenever you get – interest from both in-state schools I, I think that that's a good telltale sign especially when they're both sec schools kentucky is in the mix cincinnati offering as well i would expect the offers to continue to continue to roll in for jathan hatch as we um head throughout summer heading into senior season in the fall so long story short don't let the rankings fool you this is a notable recruiting victory for the Louisville Cardinals, even if it doesn't seem so now, give it some time and um, we'll be able to come back to this uh, episode. And I, I hope that, you know, it sheds light on the um, rise that he saw in the recruiting ranking. So, but not done talking about Flyville 24, four-star edge rusher Xavier Porter has cut his list to three, Louisville included with Kansas and Penn State. We're going to talk about why Louisville is right in the mix, but it's really too hard to tell whether or not Louisville will come out on top in this recruitment. We'll talk about uh, Porter's recruitment here in just a moment after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Baseball season back in the full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, customers, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. So many great things about FanDuel from a safe and secure app to use, instant deposits, uh, daily promotions. You're not going to find any place better 
than FanDuel. You can go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Also, on oops, there we go. On Thursday, the NBA draft is rolling around once again. Don't be unprepared. Locked On's NBA Mock Draft Special is here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on the Locked On NBA Big Board, on YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Xavier Porter is a defensive recruit that a lot of Louisville fans that I've seen have circled as a player that have said, I want that guy on my team. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there aren't many 6'3", 275-pound defensive linemen that are able to get after the quarterback with that rare mix of athleticism and speed for the position in this recruiting cycle. And defensive line recruiting seems to be something that Jeff Brom and company immediately, when they came to the Derby City, addressed. They got Micah Carter, um, Sadiq Clements, uh, Wu Spencer, three players in the Flyville 23 class. It seems like that point of emphasis is not going to slide, is not going to slow down in the Flyville 24 class. It's probably going to be more of a point of emphasis because Jermaine Lole is gone. Sure, you have, uh, after this season, sure, you have some other guys that have transferred in that project to play multiple seasons. But still, point in case, you have to prepare each and every season. Like I said, it's like a one-year team, a one-year roster that you know you consistently have to talk about. One player that I think should be at the very top, if not close to the very top, of the defensive priority list in the Flyville 24 class is Xavier Porter. Um, he is a player that rushes the passer extremely well for his size. Um, 27 tackles this past year for Tampa Catholic. Four sacks, two quarterback hurries. Um, competed in Florida's 3A classification. I think, um, you know, the athleticism obviously is there. Competes in track and field as well. Shot put, discus, so on and so forth. Recently cut his list to three. Louisville. Penn State, and Kansas. And that is a very, very interesting top three for a four-star level guy. Porter ranked as a four-star according to Rivals, 55th best player in the state, 23rd best player at the position. Uh, ranked as a – or listed as a strong side defensive end according to Rivals. But when you look at the 24-7 sports composite, he's listed as a defensive lineman. Um, a little bit lower on 24-7 sports, uh, high three-star just outside of the top 100 in the 24/7 sports composite just in or just outside of the top 650 on the 24/7 sports composite as well from Tampa Florida if you remember when we talked about the state of Florida uh, as it pertains to Wolver recruiting uh, you know we talked about Tampa as being a very very talented area a lot of top players in that area uh, Brian Smith who is living in Central Florida now, has said that Louisville has really, really done a good job of creating some pipelines in the Sunshine State. But there's no SEC influence in this recruitment in terms of the top three. There's no Florida um, flavor in this top three either. It's Penn State, Kansas, and Louisville. Uh, geographically, doesn't seem like there's an advantage anywhere for any of the three schools. Um, program prestige, Penn State seems to be uh, obviously head and shoulders above Louisville in Kansas, but 
from what I've heard, this is a battle between Louisville and Kansas. And when you hear from both sides, there's optimism on both sides, but I don't think that there's any, um, you know, there, there's not a strong conviction in terms of predict in terms of predictions that people are saying, yeah, he's going to go to Kansas or yeah, he's probably going to go to Louisville. I think both schools are feeling cautiously optimistic. I mean, after all, both programs have gotten official visits this past month. One thing that makes me feel like if you made me predict it right now, I'd probably lean Kansas because of maybe the timing of this, um, you know, releasing that top three, you know, making, you know, the, the, the timing of this because of him visiting Louisville, on June 2nd, but now, um, you know, visiting Kansas on June 15th. He's listed as still having an official visit for NC State for this upcoming weekend. Going to be interesting or not to see whether he takes that official visit and what comes of that. However, I will say, as far as I'm aware, I haven't seen a commitment date scheduled yet. So I think the further the commitment date is pushed back. The more optimistic I feel for Louisville in this recruitment, because you never like to see a recruit schedule an official visit or schedule a commitment shortly after an official visit. Cause that either means that he's going to commit there or that school that he just visited. Maybe, maybe they're going in a different direction. I think that that's the only two possible outcomes, or maybe a third is that he just doesn't have a good time, but it seems like all signs pointing to him having a good time in Lawrence, Kansas. I caution you to sleep on them because I understand that they haven't been the greatest program over the past decade or so, but they've been recruiting very, very well over the past cycle or so. I mean, they got a commitment from Damani Maxson defensive back from Texas, a player that Louisville was recruiting pretty hardly, um, pretty hardly. I don't even think, is that a word? Hardly? Yeah, it is, but I'm not sure it's the best use in that context. Pretty tough, I should say. Um, but I think it's Louisville and Kansas 50-50. Um, one thing that helps me feel optimistic is how well Louisville has recruited the Sunshine State, and it's not something that it's just been, you know, the the Southern Florida area. You, you look at um, some of the other guys that they've had commit. Looking at the Flyville 23 class, I thought that there was a player from the state of Florida. Actually, Flyville 24, was it not? Flyville 24, right? If I'm not mistaken. I should be on top of the ball, but I'm definitely not. Uh, Jacksonville, Trent Carter, linebacker from Jacksonville. Um, he is a player from the Central Florida area. Obviously, now um, Xavier Porter is a player from Tampa, which is on sort of around that Central Florida, you know, between Central Florida, South Florida. Forgive me for not being geographically um, inclined or geographically informed on the state of Florida. I should already know this stuff, but regardless, I like where Louisville sits. It's going to be interesting to see what the timeline of a commitment is. Him cutting his list to three doesn't hurt Louisville. As a matter of fact, the Cardinals are involved. It doesn't seem like Penn State is prioritizing at this point if something changes that might um, you know, throw a wrench in everything. But at this point in time on June 20th, it looks like it's Kansas-Louisville 50-50. He had a very good official visit at Kansas. Um, and for Louisville's sake, it's a matter of trying to um, you know, convince him to maybe hold off a little bit and not act solely on emotion and – try to um, you know, make up some of the ground that they maybe lost in the 
official visit period, but still he has visited Louisville and including the Cardinals in the mix is still very, very solid for the Cardinals. So we will continue to monitor this recruitment very, very closely. So, But we're not finished with the show yet. We have a weekly mailbag. It's not a Monday, but it is still a weekly mailbag segment. We'll dive into that here in just a moment. Uh, Before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, every dayers, I want to appreciate, or I want to take this time to say that I appreciate you all. Uh, The show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. We're talking about the quarterback position in our first installment of the yearly preview series heading into next season. We'll talk about Jack Plummer as the starting quarterback, who the uh, backup quarterback may be, and uh, who is going to be on the outside looking in on the depth chart. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. But to conclude the show, diving into a weekly mailbag segment. Got a lot of good questions on today's episode of the show, beginning with the football recruiting side of things. Dalton, who is your number one top priority for the 2024 class? Um, I guess this means remaining players uh, in the 2024 class. Top priority? Um, I mean, that that's tough to say because at this point in time, it seems like you could go a couple different ways. Um I think a player like Kavion Henderson, the edge rusher committed to Arkansas, is a player to focus on for sure. JoJo Stone from LSU is another one. I think for me, and I've said this multiple times, I think Nicholas Rodriguez is a top 250 player. He's going to be the player that I go with for this uh, hypothetical argument because I think he's going to rise up rankings. The interest from Ohio State confirms that he's definitely better than a top 700 player, and I think that he is a player that could be a guy that could rise into a role where he's playing a lot year one, sort of like Stan Quan Clark. So Nicholas Rodriguez is my choice for this. Um, moving on along, how would you assess Louisville's recruiting through 12 commitments for the class? Right now you're at 27th in the country. You've got, uh, according to the 24-7 sports composite, four four-star guys, uh, five top 600 players, um, some other guys are unranked. Jaden Spearman, Jathan Hatch, Trent Carter, Jimmy Williams, Ransom McDermott, Sean Boykins Jr. All don't have a 24-7 sports composite ranking, but it is still early. I think that some of these guys are going to rise up in rankings. I mean, I think it's a solid foundation. I mean, you're going based upon um, you know films, so I'm not necessarily going to sit here and discredit Jeff Brom's recruiting at this point in time because I'm going to trust his eye for talent. Uh, for what he was able to do at Purdue, what he was able to do at Western Kentucky, and hope that translates over to Louisville. So I'm going to see uh, where Louisville goes for the remainder of the class. I think it's going to be uh, not a full class. I think probably 19 to 20 high school guys uh, with more transfers, obviously, in the mix. So it'll be interesting to see. I think that transfer portal recruiting is at the forefront at the moment. But um, if you're able to get you know five, six, four stars in the class, I mean, that is – pretty solid for a traditional Louisville recruiting class. So um, I feel good about it. I For the for some of the lower-rated guys, I do believe that most of them are going to rise up rankings. So interested to see um, you know where they end up. Moving on over into the basketball side of things, with Kentucky's roster issues at this point in time, how do you feel about the annual Louisville-Kentucky game? I mean... It's hard to say because Kentucky has been very, very good against Louisville 
ever since John Calipari came to Lexington, so I'm never going to feel great about it unless Louisville has a really good team and Kentucky doesn't have a very good team. Um, I think that with the inexperience that Kentucky has, I think that Louisville is going to have a, a chance, but Kentucky still has a lot of talented guys coming in. DJ Wagner, um, you know, um, why am I drawing a blank? Robert Dillingham, Justin Edwards, Reed Shepard. Now, granted, it, it all could come down to whether or not uh, Aaron Bradshaw is healthy, if Kentucky can get some guys from West Virginia's team with Bob Huggins resigning. Um, it'll, it'll depend. I don't think that Kentucky's roster is set yet. Um, I think that Louisville's is. Potentially, you would assume that Tyler Johnson is going to be on the team next season because he says he's going to be, and I'm not going to say he is unless it's come out confirmed that he is not. But I think that you're going to have a chance. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's just way too early to kind of tell at this point in time in June. I want to see how both teams look on the court. Um, one thing that works to Louisville's advantage is that Kentucky at this point in time on June 20th does not have much experience coming back whatsoever. So that could work to the advantage, a late December game, um, not a lot of time to play with each other. So we will see. So, um, I mean, I like their chances better than I did a month ago, two months ago, three months ago. So, um, Final question uh, of the show. How much do you put in videos of off-season workouts, both football and basketball? There was that whole talk about Hoodie Mello a couple years ago. He looked really, really good in pickup runs, and then on the court he just didn't necessarily look the greatest in NBA action. I mean, I think it's to be taken with a grain of salt. You like seeing guys work you know, on the court, but you would assume that they're doing so even if it's not being recorded. So I don't really put much stock into it because, I mean, sure, you're working on your craft, but really that's what's required of you um, to be great at the next level. So I don't put much stock into it. I mean, it's nice to watch guys um, hit 10 threes in a row or windmill dunk with nobody guarding them, but that's the thing, that there's nobody guarding them. There's no pressure. The There's no in-game speed. Um, there's no in-game fatigue, but I mean, it's not bad, but I mean, I don't just put a ton of stock into it, you know, saying, oh, wow, he's windmilling. He's hitting 10 threes in a row, all American. I I, I don't think that, um, but I'm not going to say it's a bad thing either. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to watch the off-season workouts and, and videos of that, but I'm not going to sit here and use off-season workouts to justify me saying that he's going to be a all ACC level player because he looks good in off season workouts with no one guarding him, you know, so it is what it is, but that's going to wrap up today's mailbag segment of the show. It's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Here's where you can find the locked on the podcast on all streaming services.